with a message. Okay. Good evening. My name is Carrie. I'm an alcoholic. Um, I want to say thanks to Jimmy for asking me to be his uh, warm-up speaker. Um, my sobriety day is October 21st, 2009. So I just uh, celebrated 13 years sober. I have a niece and nephew who are twins. They are also 13. And I like to gauge my own progress or lack thereof. Um, <laughs> you know, by how they're doing. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to report that the three of us can get through an entire afternoon without an emotional meltdown, uh, as long as there are snacks. <laughs> um, I love Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and anybody, welcome to everybody who's new um, or coming back. Um, I absolutely have found a solution to all my problems, which were many, uh, when I came to Alcoholics Anonymous and, you know, have really found a way of life that works um, for me and then also for the people around me that I'm no longer, you know, irritating and hurting. Um, and I believe that's available for everybody um, who does the work. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. And really grateful to all the help that I've gotten over the years, you know, to both know what the path is, um, as well as to know what is thoroughly, because my idea of thoroughly is, you know, not really quite the same as my sponsors, and I'm grateful for that. Um, I am from a big Irish Catholic family. I'm one of five kids, born in seven years. Um, my parents were both the children of alcoholics, and I think because of that, they were just determined that that wasn't going to be what was happening in their house, and they succeeded in that, like, to this day, you know, no, none of that chaos or, um, you know, whatever, uncontrollable drinking. Um, so I had a really nice, um, you know, a nice upbringing with nice people. We went to church and um, I was into that. We were, my parents were very focused on education. And I was very focused on education. Um, I was, you know, a straight A student, um, a little tightly wound, um, a little serious. Um, and uh, that continued on um, until I went to college. And I, I drank a little bit in high school, but really not that much. And you know, when I drank, I got drunk. I definitely have what it talks about in our literature. You know, the physical part of alcoholism, I definitely have that phenomenon of craving. I take alcohol, it creates a craving for more. I definitely have that. And I have the evidence of that from that early drinking, but I didn't drink that much. And I was just completely like focused on school. And uh, I actually had a, Russian boyfriend when I was in college and he told me that I reminded him of the kids that he grew up with in the Young Communist League. Like I was just rushing all over the campus and like, yes ma'am, yes sir. Anyway, that was like my solution for not feeling okay. Um, you know, what I've come to understand today, um, it's so be beautifully described in our literature and it's, you know, it's kind of a, it's a diagnosis I think that fits all the different things that so many people come into Alcoholics Anonymous with. Uh, and that's a spiritual malady. Um, and so that's how I was solving it for a while was like, you know, school and whatnot. I went to law school again, same thing, you know, just super into it. Da, 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 da. Well, then that was over. And uh, I was 28 years old. Um, I made a friend named Mark. Um, and he taught me, he introduced me to the sort of like the pleasurable side of drinking, or I guess the, he, he was like a sponsor and he like taught me, <laughs> like taught me how, how to drink. And he introduced me to the, you know, the difference between beer and wine and hard alcohol. And then he introduced me to um, uh, whiskey. And then he introduced me to the whiskey that is put in barrels that have been burned on purpose. 
um, and that's bourbon. And, you know, and, and it kind of poured this drink for me. And there I was, you know, 28 years old, extremely tightly wound, what I've come to understand, you know, very self-centered and wrapped in the bondage of self. And, you know, finished with school. There's nothing else to do after that. And I had a 28 years old, I drank that drink down and I had that, I got that effect produced by alcohol, that sense of ease and comfort that comes at once. And it, boom, I was off to the races. Um, everything changed for about three years. It was completely amazing because I had a solution for my racing mind, for the, just the constant thoughts and the anxiety and the uncertainty about life and the disgust with the people that I worked with and the, you know, everything that was going on and I had a solution every day at six o'clock to just shut off my mind. Thank you. Um, and I wouldn't trade those three years, honestly, for anything, because, you know, I had, I had some mental freedom for the first time in my life. I didn't even know I was missing it. Uh, and I, you know, I drank a lot and I changed a lot of things really quickly. I was living in Washington, DC, and um, uh, and after about three years, things took, started to take a turn, um, and I drank then for the next eight years. And you know, during that time, I knew there was something wrong with me, and I knew I wanted to fix it. And so I tried all different kinds of things, and I went to therapy, and then I quit therapy. I went on this vacation, um, just all the things that were read um, from chapter three. In 2005, I decided that workaholic Washington was the problem, and I moved. To Armenia and um, it was so great for like the first 30 days that I had signed a year contract so um, uh, yeah I and I came back and uh, you know continued again with the search and switch jobs um, so, you know, switch boyfriends uh, self-help books I love self-help books uh, I read the anger trap and then that wasn't good enough and I read the anger trap for women if we could just apply a gendered approach to my situation maybe I would get better um I've read a book on boundaries and in 2009 um I got uh what I hope is going to be one of my last self-help books if you're into them no judgment it's just like it's not for me anymore you know I can't I can't touch them um <laughs> and my last uh self-help book was called uh take back your life with outlook um, and it wasn't like take back your life with like a sunny outlook on life. It was take back your life with Microsoft Outlook. If you can just put everything in the computer, you'll be okay. So another thing I did in 2009 was I went on the internet um, and I began to look into solutions for drinking. I, my hands had started to shake when I wasn't drinking. And I thought, I mean, I had a ton of problems, like I mentioned, um, but, you know, there was just this one day where I fo was focusing on alcohol and maybe that would be my issue. Um, and I ended up finding a program on the internet called Moderation Management, and I started doing it. It's count your drinks for 30 days, then, um, then don't drink for 30 days. So that was August 2009. And I mean, guys, just abruptly removing alcohol from this craziness, not a good idea. And my emotions were just up and down and up and down and up and down. I went to see a counselor um, after about seven, about, yeah, about 72 days of that. And um, she suggested that I go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, so I did, and you know, I walked into a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, it was people who were affiliated uh, with Wayne Butler, if anyone knows him from, you know, that, from the L.A. area. So they were super enthusiastic. They were extremely well-informed. They had facts about their condition. 
um, and they were well versed in the big book in the 12 and 12 and they knew exactly what to do with me. They were 21 years old, 21, 20, 20 years old guys. I was a 39 year old woman, three weeks shy of my 40th birthday, but to them, I was just an alcoholic and thank God for that. And they took me out to coffee. They spoke the language of the heart. They talked about the way they felt and I identified. I, uh, that became my home group. I got a sponsor in that group and we started working the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, when it came to the, the four step, I was like, seriously, I'm, we're gonna sit down and I'm gonna tell you everyone who's ever pissed me off in my entire life, this is amazing. Um, but I didn't really read ahead to the part where we were gonna go over my mistakes and the things that I had done you know, to those people. Um, and, uh, and I will just say this, anyone who's scared of any step, um, you know, I was in an accident when I was 14, um, kind of like tossed up of a moped and, you know, it was hurting and this adrenaline just rushed through my body and I felt no pain until I woke up like maybe a day later if you've had the same experience. To me, the steps are just like that. And doing that four step, it gave me all the willingness I needed to do those amends. I really don't think I could do them today, but I did, I just, I just, it was not a big deal. And so if anything is scaring to you, I really do think like spiritually, we just get what we need to get through the steps. And I just encourage you to do that. Um, so, you know, when I came to Alcoholics Anonymous, I was morbidly obese. My hair was one inch short all the way around. I wore men's hair product. I owe one pair of pants and five shirts. They all had pizza stains on them. So I would come home from the bar and order pizza and spill it all over myself. Um, I was a complete mess. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was claustrophobic. Um, and through working the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, all of those things are under control and on their way, you know, to being fixed. And I really do believe that whatever mess of symptoms you come with, get the diagnosis of the spiritual malady, apply the spiritual solution to it, and you too can be happy, joyous, and free. I really do believe it will work for everybody. Like I said, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Thanks again. Wow.